Any views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the Rejuvenating Health podcast are solely that of the speakers and are intended as such. Please consult your trusted healthcare practitioner for medical advice. Hey girls, welcome back to the Rejuvenating Health podcast. I'm Shauna, and today I'm here with women's health nurse practitioner, Lindsay Van Schoik, and also Coach Kimberly from our team, who is a doctor in physical therapy. So we're super excited to chat with her today. Yay! (laughs) Yeah! I'm super excited to have you. I know our clients um, really love you and enjoy working with you, and you're such a a good coach to them. So kind of how we like to start this is just tell us about you. Like, who are you? Well, um, I am first and foremost a wife and a mother to two boys an 18 year old and a 15 year old and also a mom to a amazing dog (laughs) (laughs) important important. it's important yes um i'm a physical therapist which you said um before and i have been a physical therapist for over 20 years and i've done it in a lot of different settings i've done um, orthopedic and i've done pediatric But in the last few years, I've really enjoyed stepping away from the clinic and just enjoying my time with my family and then getting in and digging in with um, women and getting them healthy and using that knowledge and a lot of other knowledge that I've gained along the way. And it's been absolutely a blast. Love that. So why physical therapy? What got you into physical therapy? So I was an athlete in high school and early in college. And my and I thought, oh, I want to do athletic training. And my athletic trainer goes, no, I think you want to do physical therapy. She's, he said, you, you just love all different kinds of people. And I think that's just a great avenue for you. And I was like, okay. And so in high school, I was like, I'm going to be a physical therapist. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. And I did. And I just, I, I loved that I could work with elderly. I loved that I could play with kids. I loved that I could work with athletes and help them recover and just dive into it. And I'm also fascinated with the human body. I just loved how, how much it worked. And so that just, it, all of it just kind of fit together. And so I have enjoyed the whole journey of it. Perfect. Yeah, you're probably the biggest nerd besides me and our coaching team <laughs> as far as like digging into the science stuff. I love it. I can always talk to you about the science stuff. Yes, I do. I love it. So <laughs> nerd in a good way. Yes. Listen yes. to listening to podcasts while we work out. Yes. Nerd. Yes, that, that is us. <laughs> Yes, yes. So what would you say, as we said, you're a coach inside of our program at Rejuvenating. What would you say is your style of coaching? (laughs) Tell Uh, the people. Well, you don't go without having a good laugh at some point in the session with me. No matter how hard the journey might be, we have a fun time laughing because that's just going to make you feel better and take this off and say, we can focus no matter what. We're going to find some joy in the process. So that's probably my favorite part. It's just, it doesn't matter how hard and how deep we're getting. There's still this like, we can laugh about it and say, this is that crazy and we can laugh and kind of keep moving. So I definitely have a lot of fun and excitement and I really try to help people find some joy in the journey. The journey can be tough, but you can still find joy in the process so that it's not like, well, I'm just waiting until the end. No, in the process, we can still find something to have fun with and laugh at and and gain through that. And I think it just helps um, with perspective as you're moving through the 
through your journey. And so that's definitely a big highlight for me is let's, yeah. let's at least have some fun and, and, and some giggles along the way. <laughs> yeah. And that's important. Yeah. yeah. And I think like joy is the one word I would use to describe you. Like even mm-hmm. you have a YouTube channel that's like Kimberly Joy Fitness. So why don't you kind of talk about that? Like what made you start, start that? Like, how are you, what, what's your mission with that? Like, talk to us about that. So joy is my middle name. And so I just like, uh, everyone has always said that, oh, that, that just fits me. So that was definitely part of my YouTube name for sure. But, uh, when I was young and having new babies, I was trying to figure out how to stay fit and I just couldn't find the time to get to the gym and unless I put my kids in daycare. Well, I was working full time and I was already in daycare and I didn't want to put them in daycare again. So I figured out ways to work out at home and get success. And I just wanted to make sure over time I was able to do that. And I wanted to make sure other women had that opportunity too. And we'd owned a CrossFit gym before. I had done personal training along the way. And I just thought when that pandemic hit, I thought I can do this online and let other people have free access and find a way to work out. Like it does, you don't have to have a lot of time. You don't have to look great. You can do it in the living room and you can get fit. You can spend a little bit of time. You can spend a lot of time, but you can do it. And I didn't want, I wanted one less barrier for women to say, yes, I can get fit. I can even do it at home. And so that was my, my process through that. But I also I have so many women say, man, it's just so hard or I'm having trouble. And it's like, you have to find some joy to do it or you're not going to show up again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always laughing in my (laughs) YouTube channel, of course, because I'm like, okay, I thought that was going to go better or whatever it is. And (sighs) it's about having some joy and finding that along the way. It's like, I don't love every minute I'm working out, but I can love the process and have some joy with it. And then again, I'll show up again tomorrow. So that's my passion is to say, hey, let me help you find some joy while you're doing it and have some fun, but also let me take some barriers away so that you can have access to great ways of working out, getting some strength in there, getting some your heart pumping, but you don't have to leave your living room so you can make this manageable for whatever schedule you have to help you get that fitness level. Right. And they're all under like an hour, right? I mean, they're mm-hmm. very, the mm-hmm. times are really, you know, easy for people to be able to make time. Because a lot of people say, like you said, I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. But the workout lengths that you have on there are really great, I think, for women who I are have, busy. and Absolutely. Yeah. I have some short ones, just like really fast in there. But most of them are like the 30. And every right. once in a while, I'll do some 45s. But that's with warm-up and cool-down. So I'm like, get in and get out. Like, it's all yeah. of it. Just And then that way, you know the package time that you have. And so you can just roll out of bed, throw on your clothes and 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 get it done and then get right in the shower, get ready for work. You know, it can make this very easily easy for you. Right. Yeah. And like you program all of that and like guide everyone through it. So and you're obviously fit and you know <laughs> She's approaching smoking. approaching um middle age. So what's kind of when you're going to program workouts or you're thinking about fitness for ladies that are transitioning like perimenopause, menopause, how are you going about and doing that? Because I think there's so much misinformation about what we should be doing as we're transitioning in this period of our life. Absolutely. So I I always think about a balanced body. So I'm always in that week, we're going to hit some upper body, we're going to hit some lower body, we're going to hit some core for sure, as long and also, of course, we're using core with everything. And we're going to do something that's going to pump that heart. So I always have that 
in my realm of things, but I also am thinking we've got to have some time where we're slowing down and we're going to lift and preferably lifting a little bit heavier than we would, you know, when we speed things up. So slow it down, lift a little bit heavier because we need that heavy lifting, especially as we age, because we don't have the estrogen now helping us women. We need to make sure we're getting that bone density and we need to make sure we're keeping that lean muscle on. So that's definitely a focus. We have to have some cardio parts where we really do pump that heart. We don't have to have it every day, but we have to have it for some of the days. And so looking at making sure um, we're hitting all of those aspects, I do like a lot of functional aspects. Like you have to Mm -hmm. be able to deadlift. You have to be able to squat, right? You're going to have to press overhead. That's important for our functional life. But I also throw in some other exercises because- Dang it, we want to look good, right? We want to look yeah. good in our swimsuit, yep. in our sleeveless shirt. So, of course, we're going to throw in some things that are also going to make us look dang hot. So, that's also part of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you do. And that's so important, the functional movements. We talked about that um, on one of our previous episodes that people don't think, you know, squatting when you sit down in a chair and you have to get up or pressing when you need to get something off of a shelf or a refrigerator. I think sometimes women forget that those are such essential movements Mm -hmm. even as we age that we need to be able to do, or we're going to be that older person who sits down and can't get up, right? Correct. Correct. And and even getting off of the floor, that's, you know, are you strong enough to get up off the floor? You've got to do that when you're aging. And so we, we really look at a lot of different aspects and I'm always showing modifications. So if I'm jumping, I'll show you how to do it without jumping. But I also say, hey, maybe you can get one of them in as a jump. And then the next time you can get two in and, and that's how you're going to build. But we're all coming in at different aspects of our journey. So I'm always explaining like, okay, so we're going to squat. You may not go as low as me, but go as low as you can go. And then you build mm-hmm. from there. And modifying where we're at. We're all starting in a different spot, but we're all progressing. And that's the whole point is that we're trying to be better today than we were yesterday. That's our goal. Right. Yeah. And I think that's easy. And it's always easy for like, everyone looks at us and they're like, oh, you're fit. Like you can work out. Like that's not hard for you. And many of the women that we work with haven't worked out in a long time, if ever. (laughs) And we're telling them like, you need strength train and you need to do these things. So what advice do you have for them? Like, how do you approach those women? I know how I do it, but it's good to hear like from a physical therapy side, like I'm not always thinking about like their knee pain and their joint pain and all this like life that they've had thrown at them, or maybe the extra 50 pounds that they've had on their knees for Mm -hmm. 50 years. And now we're telling them to squat and do those types of things. So how do you work with someone who's not done anything and they're trying to start per se? So there's a couple different approaches. Um, I do get sometimes, I just don't squat. And I said, wow, do you stand peeing up? (laughs) (laughs) And they go, oh yeah, no. And I was like, okay, so we do squat. And then Mm -hmm. that throws them right into, oh my gosh, I use this functionally, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm like, and it's okay that that's as far as you go and back up in the workout. So we start there. And so then all of a sudden they can see that they're doing that I'm just asking to build that up. And then I Mm -hmm. say, you know, so when we talk about pain, I say, we're going to go just shy of that pain movement. And I say pain or facial expressions, because when I was in the clinic, clients would be like, oh my goodness, 
I can do it. Like, okay, no, mm-hmm. that's too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're making facial expressions. So I explain that through and walk them through that. So as far as you can go just to that pain point and back up, that's your range. And that's going to eventually build. And we do some exercises where we work on lighter weights or no weights to build that mo- um, that mobility in there. And then we build the weight on as we go through that. So that's the progression that we like not to be overwhelmed. We all need strength. I just showed you, you're going to need to get off the toilet. You're going to need to get off the couch. We know we need this. This is how we're going to approach it. And we're going to stay in this range where we're not painful because that's just going to be like poking at a bruise, but we're going to still build on that. And and I think a lot of times those barriers start coming down because they see they do need it. It's in their everyday life. You're right. I don't need it just for health purposes. I need it for functional purposes too. Right. And that's a good way of going about it too, I think, because you're showing them by using their real world examples that they're capable. Because a lot of times I think they come in just thinking that they can't do it, Mm -hmm. but you're showing, well, you are capable. And then we'll just expand on that already, you know, how you could do it. So that's, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. So let's talk about like, what made you transition out of working as a physical therapist in like the healthcare world? A couple things. I enjoyed um, the time with my family, the flexibility with my family, with my boys. You know, they're only young for so long. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But two, uh, sometimes you get worn down with all of the insurance issues, right? Your, Your hands become so tied on what you can and cannot do that you just feel bound. And I really love the freedom of breaking from the insurance world and what I could do without that. All of a sudden I have these doors open as like, okay, we don't worry about insurance. We're just going to do it. And then you can get at, you can grab so much more to it because it didn't just fit into an ICD-9 code. And so that was um, really freeing for me and allowed me a lot more opportunities to expand what I was doing and to get to people before they get to the clinic, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're starting to have knee pain. Well, let's, you're, but you're not going to get to the physical therapist yet, right? Okay, let's get you fit so you never even have to step into that office, right? Or you're starting to feel, okay, I'm aging. I don't want to go into the clinic. Let's get on top of that now. And so I love that I even got to go before they get there. Let's let's get on top of this so you may never have to walk through that office. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's huge. I mean, I think that's why a lot of us that are transitioning out of healthcare or like doing something different besides healthcare kind of do that, right? Like we want to see you before we see you in healthcare, right? Like we want Mm -hmm. to help you take care of you before you have knee pain and help, help you get off the weight before you have that extra pounds on your knees. I don't, what is it? It's like every one pound of extra weight you have is how many pounds of pain on your four pounds of stress on that one pound of extra weight is four pounds of stress on those knees so you think about if you're just even carrying 20 extra pounds dang it's a lot of stress on those knees Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, that's true yeah that's a an alarming fact truthfully Mm -hmm. and it's why they start feeling so good when you start getting that weight off they're like Mm -hmm. i just don't have the pain like i did yeah that stress is coming off it's great it's great right Yeah. Yeah. What would you say now so that you've, you know, kind of changed and you're in the coaching world? What would you say is your favorite type of client to work with? The ones that come in really ready for change, those are so fun because you still get some of those that come in and are like, they're half in, half not. 
those are hard. Mm-hmm. But those ones that are like, I'm all in, then you can just do so much molding with them and they start to see it. They start to see results because they're all in. That mm-hmm. is a blast to me. And sometimes they're already semi-fit and they just need some dialing in and sometimes they're way on the other end. It doesn't matter. It's their mindset that they came in ready to ready to really change. Oh, you can just do so much wonders with that. It's a blast because they just are like, got it. Yes, I'm doing it. Got it. Ready. Good. And you can just keep yeah. directing them and guiding them. And so it's it's a lot of fun because you start to see their changes and then that just fuels you. And I tell them, I'm like, your change fuels me more than anything else. So I am, I'm just wanting this win just as bad as you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's something too, that's super important. And I think that about all of our coaches is you all love to see your clients win. It's just as important to you. And sometimes maybe even more, especially at the beginning than it is to the clients coming in. And that's just wonderful to have someone on your side that is genuinely wanting it just as badly as you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's great. I tell them we're our, your biggest cheerleaders. We're in the background going, yeah. 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 I think the biggest struggle for the like women coming in, especially our middle-aged women is they have 50 years of bad habits or living unhealthy. And when they don't get those results in the first 10 days, two weeks, month, they get really frustrated. And it's really hard as a coach sometime to not get frustrated for them, but Mm -hmm. it's like, you have to heal your body, right? Like we always say weight loss comes from a healthy body. And most of these women, when we go through their lab markers and their gut health, it's just like a train wreck. And there's no way that they're going to lose weight. Like if if they're three or 400 pounds, then yes, they're going to lose inflammation. Like that's going to happen. But the true fat loss, I like that's hard for women to be patient and trust the process. I think that's one of the biggest, for me as a coach, that's one of the biggest like, roadblocks and coaching is like getting them to understand that this takes time and it's not a sprint. It's we're in this for the long game. It's really hard because that's not what all the feeds are in your social media. It's like right now, this is it instantaneous. And we're in an instantaneous world and already, you know, everything's Mm -hmm. at our fingertips. We've got the microwave. I mean, everything, right? It's fast. And so, but that fast weight loss, I'm always telling them, that comes back with a vengeance. It doesn't just come back. It comes back with a vengeance when we don't want that. And so let this be the process, but it is it is a mindset to take that on and that slow process. I'm like, you'll enjoy that better later on, but it is enduring. It is a marathon. It takes some time and it it is, it's the biggest challenge to for sure. And it's the biggest challenge to see all the wins that they have but all they want is the scale to change. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. focusing on all the other wins, like um, you have energy, you're sleeping better. This is amazing. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's and like you're an entrepreneur essentially, and so is your husband Scott. And you're at this stage now where your kids are like growing. I know one of them is leaving your house soon. How do you like? It, for women in this stage of life, how do you talk to them about like prioritizing their health and trying to be the best wife? Like it's a, like you're in a rough transition phase. I feel like, like I can't even imagine what I'm going to be like when my kids are starting to leave me. But how do you pour that into yourself and make sure that you're taking care of yourself? 
So um, one thing is they they do watch what you're doing. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're asking you, how do I get more protein? I think I'm needing more protein. Mom, I've seen you're doing this. And so they've dialed it in. And both my boys are very conscious about how much protein they're getting in because they want their bodies looking good. They've, they've said mm-hmm. that. They're like, oh, we're in the gym. We want to make sure these results get here. And, and so it's fun because they're seeing, you know, it's a reflection of what we do. If I ate junk, they would be eating junk. If I'm eating mm-hmm. well over time and they see those results, they're doing it. And to the point now, my oldest is getting ready to leave. But he's like, okay, so how how much is this? And how do I cook this? Like he does not want to, he wants to make sure he maintains that. And so we've had a lot, you know, he's practicing in the kitchen. He's doing all of that to really get himself ready. So it becomes a family thing. I'm not going to make a separate meal for them versus me. I'm going to make sure it fits in our family. And maybe I'll have an extra salad that they're not eating because they can kind of get away with that right now. But mm-hmm. I am fixing all of that and they're starting to see it. And I'm not going out of my way to do extra for them or extra for me. It's it's a lifestyle and I've shown that. And then they can see it's not difficult. It's a lifestyle and it's not a diet. And I think that has really clicked for both of them and made it, easier for me. Cause I'm like, if I have to make two meals, I'm out, I'm done. Right. And that's what I tell my clients. We're not doing two meals. Okay. We're going to figure out how to make this work in your family, or you're not going to sustain this. So how does this look? And that's what I also do in my own home. I'm not going to make two meals. I'm going to make one and it's going to be of a health and it might look a little bit different. Maybe they have a few more taco shells than me or that type of an idea. And I might have an extra salad, that idea, but it's still going to be the same meal and they're seeing that and that becomes their model. And I think that that's the important part is that it's the lifestyle. It's not mom's doing this diet and then we're having this over here. It's like, nope, this is what we're eating. <laughs> right. And and they like it. And I'm also fixing things that they like. I'm not just forcing like everything that are like, I don't like this. Well, it doesn't matter. This is all we're, you know, we're making that work, but we're making it work within that nutritional aspect. Well, I think that's why our program works so good, right? Like we're not telling people to count macros and only eat chicken, broccoli, and rice and do these like drink shakes or do these crazy things. We're literally telling you to eat with your family and just change the way your plate looks. Like yes, eat more fruits and veggies, get enough protein. Like I'm, I'm glad you brought up protein because women, mm-hmm. you, like I had someone in my office the other day, they're like, what's the number one tip that you could give me for someone my age around nutrition? I'm like, you're not eating enough protein. Like yes. legit straight up. And yet right. here's, I had uh, my client yesterday. She goes, I've never been on a program where I didn't count and I can't, this has been the most freeing thing for me. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely mm-hmm. freeing and I'm getting results. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly it. I said, because you can sustain this. And she goes, yeah, this is totally yeah. doable. And I had a stressful week and I still figured out how to eat well. I wasn't perfect on everything, but I figured out how to focus on the protein and how to focus on some fruit and veggies and the rest fell together. And I was like, exactly. And so that's that's exactly what that we want, right? It's that freeing piece of it so that it's a lifestyle. And most of these women are like, how much protein do you want me eating? But then after they get going and they're like, I actually feel really good. And I've actually lost a lot of cravings. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. This is exactly what we want. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think that's, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, and I have been there a bunch of times where I would weigh my food and, you know, constantly track. And it is, it's just overbearing and you cannot sustain that. And so it is super freeing whenever you finally break that barrier and realize I don't have to do that to get the results and to look the way that I want to look. So that is, that's awesome. If you even take a step back, the idea of counting and weighing your food makes no sense. Like, yes, you need to be in a calorie deficit, but you are literally not the same person every week. Like, I am ashamed to say this, but yesterday I sat and worked all day and got like 4,000 steps in, which is ridiculous. Like I didn't burn hardly any calories. Today I'm at like 12,000 steps already. So you can't tell me that I needed the same amount of food yesterday for my energy expenditure than I did today. And we're not the same every day. We're constantly doing different. Our lives are different. Our stress levels are different. So the fact that you think you need 1,200 calories every single day of the week It just doesn't make sense if you really stop and think about it. Well, and even if you just look at your cycle, right? You're going to have days, there's days you burn more than others. I mean, that's why your temperature rises. You're you're burning more calories. And I do express that to the clients. I said, don't get worried. There's going to be days you're hungrier than others. Mm -hmm. It's just the fact of life. So don't, don't get stuck on that. And until so we really learn to listen to our body and, you know, we can override that sometimes by thinking we really need that big chocolate cake. Our body's telling us that, but most of the time <laughs> we yeah. really are, like, when we get that gut in check and we start adding that great nutrition, our mind body really starts connecting and that guts becomes very accurate and we can listen to it and guide that and, and get really great results from it. Yeah. Yeah, and if we're eating protein, which is satiating, and it takes a lot longer to digest than those quick, easy carbs, we're not like, we're going to eat less food just Mm -hmm. by changing the way that we eat or eating more fruits and vegetables. And I think a lot of our clients, too, just have so many nutrient deficiencies that make them think they need to eat more and do these things. And it's really like, yeah, your body is craving things that you're not putting into it, and that's why you're hungry. Absolutely. And our body's smart. So if we're not providing, you know, what it needs, it's going to crave the crap because that crap is going to feed it really fast, but it's not what it needs. And so when we start fueling the right things, that's why a lot of those cravings go away because we've actually filled those gaps in. And the other missing piece for a lot of women is they're not getting enough fiber in there to fill that body, right? So Mm -hmm. as soon as we add those fruits and veggies, I said, you're not going to overeat on broccoli. You're going to overeat on potato chips, 300 mm-hmm. calories here on potato chips and 300 calories on broccoli. It's going to look way different on how your body is. I said, you're oh, just yeah. not going to overeat on that on that broccoli. So I said, you're not going to have to count that. Your body's naturally yeah. going to stop that because of that, all that fiber. And it's going to be so healthy for the gut. It's going to get that body feeling amazing. So adding those fruits and veggies with those that fiber is very, very powerful for sure. Yeah. 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 People just want, I don't know, they want something to be like complex almost when nutrition really is not that complex. It's like eat like your ancestors did and mm-hmm. you're going to be pretty healthy if you do, if you do that. Absolutely. And yeah. we want simplistic. And so what we coach, right, is say, okay, let's make the healthy stuff simplistic because you'll actually crave it when it's simplistic. What you're really craving when you grab that that bar or whatever is in the cabinet is because it's fast and easy. But if you prep and have your own things all set up, that is easy to grab, then that works. And and it's amazing. Like my kids will grab the healthy stuff because it's all prepped and ready to go. It's it's the prepping that really takes, it doesn't take a lot of time, but man, does that make a difference in how easy that is to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. 
So just to kind of like wrap up, um, what is like one piece of advice that if, if you could tell any woman out there, no matter what stage they are in their life, like what is your one piece of advice to live a healthy life? Um, It's a tough one. It's going to kind of be, I would say I always am working to be 1% better today than I was yesterday and finding joy in the process of that. Mm-hmm. That then helps me not get overwhelmed mm-hmm. at the long-term goal that I have. It's like, oh my gosh, today I just did 50 more steps than I did yesterday. Done. I, I did better, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have yeah. to be big, but I was doing something better. And I'm finding joy in that process so that I will do something again tomorrow. So if I don't right. find any joy in it, it becomes grunt work. And who wants that? That's cleaning toilets or whatever it is that you don't like doing. <laughs> Yeah, right. but if you can and find you some joy it. in it, you'll show up and do it again tomorrow, and and you'll have some. So you know that wrapped up and just it's just one percent better. But by the end of the year, that one percent looks really amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, that I mean that dives into mindset too, right? Like if you're constantly waking up with like a terrible mindset, you're not gonna try to do better. You're just like looking at all the negatives where if you wake up and like, Hey, I'm going to do better today than I did yesterday and put that positive energy towards your actions, then you're going to be successful. But if you wake up and think, Oh my gosh, I'm on this diet and I have to exercise and they're telling me I have to sleep and they're telling me I have to eat vegetables. Like you're going to fail because you're not finding any joy in it. Absolutely. Or you're feeling overwhelmed. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get my work on it. And then I'm supposed to do this. And then I'm supposed to do this. Pick something. Make it better today. Tomorrow, we'll pick something else. We'll make that better tomorrow. And you just keep moving. And then it just, this release of like, okay, now I'm not feeling overwhelmed. I'm getting some choices in this and I'm moving forward. It's a slow process, but it's progressing. And that's all you're looking for. Yeah. And I think a lot of women have struggle trouble with that because they have this all or nothing mindset. Like if I'm not doing everything, then I'm not doing anything where really that's not the case. Like you just need to be just doing a little bit at a time. It's the all or nothing mindset. Yeah. Yeah. It's a killer. It is for sure. Um, Before we wrap up though, I have to ask my one question that I'm going to ask the coaches. Stop it. Go to sleep, sleeping beauty. (laughs) What if you, if you were a Disney princess, Kimberly, what Disney princess would you be? Um, I have it in my head who I think you are. Interesting. <laughs> oh goodness. Um it's like all I can think of all the ones that I'm not. Yeah. But I think I <laughs> I'm gonna go with the is it a Jasmine. Oh yeah, love her. And you are, you're smoking like her. Well, I was gonna I was say Belle. Thinking, okay. I was thinking sweet ja- Jasmine's sweet. a no nonsense kind of like and and she's like, I can do that. I can hop on that carpet. I can do that. So oh, I kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. And I, I can it. have a tiger. I like that idea too. Yeah. <laughs> I could totally perfect. have a tiger for a pet. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Well, okay. we really appreciate you coming on the podcast. It was awesome having you. And we love obviously having you as one of our coaches. You're fantastic. Um, so we hope you guys enjoy this as well. And please leave a review and a five-star rating and that will help us out as well. And we're going to link Kimberly's YouTube channel below so that you guys can check that out because it's fantastic. And we hope to see you guys back next week. See ya. Thank you. Bye.